Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we are live in studio talking about what else? Tennessee football. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot to go go over. Uh, again, a game postponement. Going to talk a little Tennessee basketball as yesterday our, our soapbox, you know, we took breaks and tried to slide it back under the table and that thing just kicked right on back out. And uh, it did. today it's got a it's got another stage to go through. But you know what? Uh, running a little Facebook live today. If you got anything uh, to add to the the drama that is Tennessee football, or just really want to, I don't know, join in the crazy, give us a call eight six five nine eight three forty three ten. Again, that's eight six five nine eight three four three one zero. But yep. man, how how you been? Doing good, doing you, good. Uh, glad to get in the, uh, glad to get in the uh, studio. Man, we we broke down yesterday. Talked about the whole dynamic. Last three games: Vandy, A and M, Florida, or you know how that goes. Yeah. Vandy, I guess Florida, then A and M. But last night, literally, I mean, we're not off the air probably twenty minutes. Get the whole cancellation. Vandy's moved, uh, and I'm like, uh oh, yeah, because really. It's not canceled. It's not a. It's not canceled. But it's there's a chance maybe this isn't played. Right, uh, because that, it's postponed till later, later, later. Like, well, and the nineteenth is open because you know they're 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 thinking about allowing teams to play on that. But here's the deal. I don't. I, I'm just nervous, yeah. and I'm nervous for Jeremy Pruitt honestly because you know that whole the whole decision and the 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 feel good if you will about 2020. Was going to come around him beating Vandy and then, you know, I guess living through the next two against Florida and A&M. But uh, I'm not going to lie. If I'm uh, if I'm Jeremy Pruitt, if I'm uh, if I'm Philip Fulmer, I'm lobbying hard to get this this Vandy game played and, and quite frankly, possibly played at the end of the year to kind of be like a, a good ending. And uh, I, I don't know. Does uh, what do you think? I mean, that's what we talked about yesterday. I mean, this could be Jeremy Pruitt's job being saved right here if we beat Vandy, even though we lose to Florida and Texas A&M most likely. And then you get this, and it's either going to be, like we said, canceled or it's going to be pushed back. And this is just not good news for Jeremy at all. It's not good for the Tennessee football team either because you don't want to keep losing like we have been. So, I mean, that could have been a win there for us. I mean, I'm not saying it would be a, a W already because the way we've been playing, it's not looked like that. But That's, also You, for you don't take much for granted when you're a Tennessee fan right now. I mean, just honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, now basketball, Rick Barnes gets it. It's like, where's – I wanted, I couldn't wait till Wednesday to see uh, Tennessee play Charlotte in that Volunteer Classic tournament, but that happened. So now it's like two big blows to the gut. Do you think Do you think Philip Fulmer and Rick Barnes, like, got the Rona from the same place? I just got a feeling like they, they you know, get their coffee and read their newspaper at the same place. Probably. You know, it's kind of an old man thing. 
Hardee's. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hardee's. I don't know. They probably they're probably drive through only. Yeah, that is true. I, don't know. I would probably probably be Hard smart with say. the amount they have in there in the morning. Yeah, Hardee's don't pay us like not a dollar, but uh, they do have they do have pretty uh, pretty trendy breakfast. So again, there you go, Hardee's. That's free. You can get more if you want it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, here's the dynamic. You know, we talked about it, and there's there's a clear path to to, in my opinion, clear path to getting fired, and there's a clear path to possibly living to fight another day. I don't know that these there's a situation barring. Just upset wins over both Florida and A&M and the victory over over Vandy that really makes anybody feel good because I think it's a two-edged sword at this point. I think if you if you were to just, I mean, and, and pie in the sky, you know, anything could happen. If you go 3-0, and then people are mad just because you lost the other ones. Right. You know, they're like, you, you mean to tell me you could beat, you could stop Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts you could do what what people couldn't do against Texas A and M, but yet you lost to to teams like Auburn. You lost to to Arkansas, who this this time last year was in the midst of like a twenty game conference losing streak. I think I think it's just it's a two edged sword right now. So you you pull Vandy off the table, and, and I think it's I think it's it's a slippery slope for Jeremy Pruitt. I think it's a slippery slope for for uh, Philip Fulmer because ultimately. You know, Philip Fulmer's been on this show before, but one guy that I just don't I don't view Philip Fulmer as is a guy that's just interested in 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 cutting somebody. Yeah. I just and, and Pruitt's his guy. So it, it's kind of one of those deals where I'm like, uh oh, we're about to find out one, who's ready to pull the trigger, and then really, uh, who's ready to be real good right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's gonna be if we lose to Texas AM and Florida, that's seven losses in a row. I don't think I've ever seen a coach except well, Arkansas's first year with Chad Morris, they did not win an SEC game, um, and he still kept his job, but that was also his first year. This is Jeremy's third year. And I'm assuming if we lose seven in a row and he keeps the same quarterback in, which is probably going to happen, I do not – I don't see him there here any longer. And honestly, he'll probably go back to being a coordinator because he had, doesn't have the best resume for a head coach right now. And he'll be, like, great. He'll be, like, a great coordinator. I mean, that's just – that's his that's M.O.? A, yeah, that's him. Yeah, and so you know, I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, um, wh- what was I going? So I'm moving on a little bit. So today I was like berated all day by just uh, what do you think about Hugh Freeze? And I'm like, it's happened. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's literally happened. It's crazy season already, and we're we're still in November now. Granted, December's next week, but. Um, Hugh Freeze, Liberty's kind of, you know, swan song. You know, it's it's Hugh Freeze has been rehabilitated. You know, the burner phone is long gone. He's winning football games. He he lost there this past weekend, but still he is rejuvenated. Honestly, I don't even think Race from the Dead is, is a good enough statement for what Hugh Freeze has done with Liberty. I mean, they they were really they were one of those beat, you know, whipping post kind of football teams that just went out and played a, a handful of D1s just to, to kind of give them non-conference games. But now, of course, winning those games, his SEC ties, he's he's connected. Like, people are making comments. There's stories out there about his interest in a job that isn't open yet, his interest and love affair with Tennessee. I mean, what do you take on that? And then is there – I mean, is it something to even be talking about right now when we have a coach 
that, quite frankly, has about a $13 million buyout. Um, I mean, I think he's a guy that has definitely proven – I mean, his, he's proven himself again. And uh, like you said, I think he could come back to the SEC, and honestly, I think he could be successful. I mean, he beat Alabama more than once at Ole Miss. That's what a lot of teams in the whole entire league cannot do, and he was able to do it. Um, not only that, but the team was ranked top 25 – a lot of his years he was there, but it was those last two, three years that he had that just weren't up to what Ole Miss wanted, and ultimately they went to Matt Luke, which wouldn't, didn't do anything so, either. So he got fired for uh, for having a burner phone and uh, doing some impermissible stuff. Like, he had a morals clause in his contract. That's why he got fired. Yeah, well, also, it was totally... also they were going down a little. They, that team was kind of going downhill at that point. Well, I think it just he was still recruiting at a, at a top five level. I I, I don't know. I I'm a I'm a little bit more on the Hugh Freeze train than than a lot of people. Like in my mind, because somebody asked me this question point blank today, they said, "Listen, if Hugh Freeze is interested, it's a done deal. Are you interested in making a change?" My answer was yeah. My answer was absolutely yes. There's two guys in the college football landscape that I literally feel like I would pull the plug right now on. You want to know who those two guys are? I, you've heard who one of them is. You know who the yeah. other one is? No. You're going to like – I'm glad you're sitting down because this one might shock you a little bit. All right, go ahead. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer? I mean – You know why? Because both of those guys will win right now. Yeah, I mean, they I, will, I, I would well, – I'm going to look at, up Hugh Freeze's team. I looked team at Mac because, Brown, and Mac Brown, when he went to North Carolina, I mean, he was still – I thought he was a decent coach. I always have. But – I'm not saying Hugh Freeze is not the guy. I would take him over Jeremy right now. But do I think, like you said, Philip Fulmer would pay off that thirteen million buyout for Hugh Freeze? I don't think so. And that's just my opinion. I can't see him firing him. Now, if he does get fired after losing these next two games or whatsoever, yeah, he'll probably be at the top of the list. But as of right now, I just couldn't see I really couldn't see us taking away Jeremy Pruitt just to go for a new head coach since Philip loved him so much. Well, and here here's the dynamic. It, this is what I say, and I and I mean this in in all you know every sense of the word, if you will. Um, if you fire Jeremy Pruitt, you better get a Hugh Freeze or a or a or an Urban Meyer. And I say that because we've went down this road too many times to where we're like, you know what, that ain't good enough. We're gonna go get a guy that can win, and then we go talk to a couple guys that can win. They end up either staying where they're at or we can't pay them enough money. And then we end up with a coordinator, a coach from Cincinnati. No no uh, disrespect to Luke Fickle. Uh, but uh, we get a coach that, let's just face it, hasn't, hasn't had the greatest track record in the, the Southeastern Conference or, the last, you know, a couple of these guys, very limited experience, if any, at, at a head coaching record. If you look at it, Lane Kiffin, and, and now all jokes aside – a lot of people hate Lane Kiff and a lot of people, you know, wish, you know, blah, blah, blah. When he was our head football coach, yeah, we were seven and we were seven and five or yeah. And then went and lost the bowl game to VT, but we battled every time we saw the turf. We didn't apologize for being Tennessee. And there was a level of swag that he brought to the table. He turned Jonathan Crompton into a draft pick. He had guys like Montario Hardesty playing hard, and then Eric Berry was was a junior that really showed out and then got drafted top five picks. So, uh, again, he had us in a position to battle. What the tenure would have looked like, we'll never know. He goes to USC, gets fired, goes to, to, FA, or goes to Alabama, has a long stretch of success, goes to FAU, 
fairly successful. Good. And now he's at Ole Miss scoring a ton of points. Yeah. The other two, that that's the 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 I, I would say in the in the time since Fulmer's firing, that's the high water mark. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. Butch Jones had a couple nine win seasons, but I think there was still a big question of to really how good he could be. Uh, you know, Derek Dooley had all the talent in the world, had Tyler Bray, Cordero Patterson, Justin Hunter, and and the likes, but he came from a Saban assistant, went to, to Law Tech, was actually head coach and athletic director, which, again, uh, I think it just speaks to where you're at. But he comes to Tennessee, loses to Kentucky for the first time in my lifetime, and then here he's out, and, and you know, Jim Chaney's the the uh, the interim coach, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get, you know, we, we want to shoot high again. We're going John Gruden, man. It's 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 going to happen. Yeah. He's got Landon Dandridge. I mean, this is going to happen. Next thing you know, we talk to uh, the mullet, Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy, which he was just looking for an extension. We've done that twice for him now. Yeah. But uh, we talk to Mike Gundy. We talk to all these different big names. And and for the lack of a better word, we end up with Butch Jones. I mean, that, that's just where it was. We ended up with Butch Jones. Butch Jones literally had an offer from Colorado and Tennessee. I'm just saying, right. like, I feel like when you're in that same company, then that speaks to where you're at. Yeah, and I mean, people were people were loving Butch Jones. I mean, honestly, I was. I mean, I've I gotten on every train. Yeah, I'm, I have too. I, like I don't. There's not a. There's not a bus stop I don't get on. Yeah, but again, and and I'm not off the Jeremy Pruitt wagon, if you will. But things have to change. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying. I, I agree. I think when Butch Jones, when he brought that swagger with recruiting in, and it was something we've never seen before because we had two bad coaches uh, before that were just trying to get started, Lane Kiffin and Derek Dooley. And I think with him bringing in that uh, recruitment, it was a very big surprise. But I think then his, his kind of coaching style didn't really match. Obviously, that didn't go that way. But I think with Jeremy Pruitt, I really liked him the, the first two years. I thought he was the guy. And I'm not saying he's not yet. But like you said, I think things are going to definitely – things have to change for me to hop back on this train. So, uh, uh, again, and, and this whole dynamic, this whole discussion was based around the Vandy delay postponement how that impacts Jeremy Pruitt uh, moving forward. In my opinion, they need to play the game. He needs to win the game. But uh, I think if they don't play the game, you lose to, to Texas A&M in Florida because, you know, this side of a miracle, I believe that's going to happen. I think Jeremy Pruitt su sustains it. Yeah. I think he makes it through because I think Philip Fulmer will put COVID as the blame. He'll put the lack of a spring. He'll put the lack of a fall camp, which is is valid points, as the the culprit of Jared Garantano being the starter all year, right. of 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 Tennessee giving up you know so many second half points, not being out. I think scored fourteen points in the second half in the last five ball games. So, I think that's the dynamic. If that happens, if you play the game, if you play Vandy, you 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 win convincingly. Then of course I think Philip Former he can go look, you know those were two you know top fifteen teams you know that's that's where that's at you know we've got a gap to fill right and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that's where the injection of we're closing the gap comment comes in but anyway, and I think twenty one is is a really big proving year regardless yeah but if we play the the swing game in all of this if we play the Vandy game and we lose 
There is zero way he sticks around. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We said that yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we got to get back into that. But yeah. but uh, I, I will say, if the trigger's pulled, if the plug is pulled, whatever we pull is pulled, you got to go after a winner. You do. There is no – there is no the, – the tight ends coach at Alabama, it's not, you know, Ohio State's, you know, third defensive backs coach. This is winner or don't make a change. Yeah, and I, I got a question. Um, somebody sent me in a question uh, through text, and they asked, they asked, what do you think? Do you think that uh, Jeremy gives Bailey a start in these next three games? Do you think he gives him playing time, or do you think that it's just going to be JG? What I hope is that, yes, he gives him an opportunity. I yeah. hope I hope you know this, the, the little glimmer of, of letting Bailey throw the football late in that game shows you, listen, this kid's a gamer. He may not practice, you know, you're not giving him a whole lot of reps. Maybe he's not a practice killer, but obviously JG can kill the practice, but he's not really good in the game. So I think, I hope that tells Jeremy Pruitt, you know what? Caution to the wind, give it to Bailey. But history shows, and this is where, you know, I kind of get a little sad, get a little down. History shows JG's his guy. He's going to ride or die with JG, unfortunately. And 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 I talked to some guys today, and I I can't I don't have the answers. I'm not that in depth, but I don't know if the players want JG. I don't know if Pruitt believes in the older guy. But but in my heart, I want Harrison Bailey to start. I don't care. I don't care. There is not a there's not a scenario where in my mind you don't start Harrison Bailey and give him the keys to the castle. This side of him getting injured, heaven forbid, he's the guy. There's yeah. no throw two interceptions and you're out. There's no if if we're not moving the football, you're out. No, it's it's on job training in the Southeastern Conference. Get after it. And if and if I hope Jeremy Pruitt's not listening just to players because it's going to cost him a job. I mean, if if I'm looking at that and he's and he's basing it on what everybody else wants, or that's what I I think it's his decision. I think he's rode with him the whole time since he's been here, and I mean, sadly, it's gonna end up costing him. It's it's just it's just sad to see like a a coach like this, uh, where I feel like he'd have potential, almost lose his job because he's putting in a quarterback that nobody wants in there. You know, I I think when you look at it, uh, the. <laughs> Is it is it not easier to make a decision when you know if if you make the wrong decision it's going to get you about twelve million dollars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wish I wish my day job was like that. You know what? If you don't meet our expectations, we'll we're going to get rid of you. You're going to get to not. You're not going to have to recruit. You're not going to have to do all this. And you know what we're going to do? Just because you're a bad guy, twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants fired. Hmm. I, I I ain't gonna lie. It's crossed my mind. That's what I was thinking too because. I'm thinking maybe he doesn't like it here, and he's and he's doing this, trying the best he can to get fired without making it obvious because he'll get 12 million. Guess where he's going to go? Going to get a coordinator job, probably right back at Alabama. And that's what he likes better than being a head coach. That's what my theory is. Who knows? Who knows? It is it is a lot of ifs, a lot of buts, but we have no really true statement. I, I think you know. Again, we've got another bye week here. In in if you. If, and we can't ride after this week, in my opinion. You can't ride the uh, didn't have a fall camp with Bailey thing. Do you, I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. To me, that's no longer an option because now you've had three bye weeks late in the season. Practice. 
Yeah. Put him put him in there. So anyway, I think we've beaten this topic up for two days. But but you know what? It's what's on everybody's mind right now because yeah. Tennessee football for the better part of fifteen years now. I mean, oh five is basically when the, the wheels got loose. We got it back right for a couple years with Cutcliffe again, but for the better part of fifteen years, this thing has been uh, let's just say loose at best. Yeah. You know, very limited impact in the postseason. Uh, no New Year's Six Bowl appearances. Uh, you know, a couple uh, Capital One Bowls, a couple uh, Gator Bowls, and really just uh, just uh, mediocrity uh, for the last 15 years. So we're we're looking to turn up or turn out. And unfortunately, I think it's uh, it's going to come down to the next three weeks whether what direction we're going uh, there on the hill. But uh, let's take us a break. Listen to these great sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to flip it up. We're going to go to the hardwood. We're going to go to the optimistic side of things. Tennessee basketball has canceled two games to start the season, Notre Dame and Gonzaga. We're going to talk about what that means, why they canceled. Again, got there was several positive tests, including head, head basketball coach Rick Barnes. We'll talk about the impact of that, the outlook moving forward, and really – does Tennessee basketball get a season in? We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. We'll be right back. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. 
Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Again, if you're uh, if you're able, if you if you're not on the AM FM dial, check us out on Facebook yep. as we are trying a different little Facebook live. Feel like we've got a little better sound quality. Check us out, leave a comment, or or you can give us a call 865-983 4310-865-983-4310. But, uh, but Carson, again, Soapbox, I feel like, is firmly slid up under the table. Uh, we're ready to get off of it for a moment. Um, basketball. Basketball right. was something that uh, I don't know that I had thought for a long time, but I had I'd looked at it and said, you know what? Things are a little rough. But we've got a really quality basketball team to look ahead to. And, uh, you know, we're right here within, I think it was like 10 days. I think this next week we were going to see uh, some basketball. Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, not going to no, happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Not it was Wednesday. Happen. We were supposed to play Charlotte. We were hosting a volunteer classic. I think it's something with Charlotte. Wasn't that who the football team was going to open up with? It's just a 2020. Thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. Totally. Yeah, Charlotte. It's like when you open up with Charlotte, now we have to go. But Rick Barnes, you know, I'm kind of getting a little worried about him, man. I mean, he got uh, he got COVID. Not the best news you want to hear, especially. And the funny thing was, it's Ole Miss basketball uh, had some COVID things. And I uh, saw that on ESPN like 10 minutes before the Tennessee one came out. And I, got, I said, oh, my, I hope I hope uh, Tennessee doesn't have to go through this because I really want to see him play Wednesday. I mean, this is probably the most hyped, hyped up team in a long time since Grant, Admiral, Bowden, and Bone. But 
I get a uh, notification, Rick Barnes test positive for Corona, and it's like, well, that went down the drain. But hopefully he gets better. We can get to it. We were supposed to play Charlotte, then VCU, I think, on Friday. Well, and, and what, what kind of bugs me is, is you know, Rick Barnes' age isn't, isn't helping him any. No. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not a spring chicken. Right. Uh, he, and, and I thought it was funny. One outlet, and I don't know where they've been, but they said uh, they said Rick Barnes, Texas coach, test positive for coronavirus. I'm like, good. At least I'm not that out of touch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean <laughs> – I mean, I, I mean, there's things that I might miss, but I'm I'm pretty good on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look. I don't know what that says about Rick Barnes or Shaka Smart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, either way. Either way. I mean, let's just let's just hope speedy recovery. Yeah. And and we'll be ready to come out. And I think we play. If I'm not mistaken, we play Gonzaga, number one team in the nation, in like two weeks, three no, weeks. No, I canceled it. Canceled it and the Notre Dame game. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, that's oh my gosh, I didn't know they canceled Just that. Just broke far. you down, right? Didn't it? Yeah, I did not know that. That is new news to me because I thought it was just this this little classic tournament that canceled the Gonzaga game. Yeah, that yeah. was going to be the game of the year. Here's two hours ago, and and since since I'm breaking I'm breaking uh, Carson's heart, oh. I'm just going to go ahead and get this thing done. Oh, uh, Tennessee no. extends the COVID shutdown uh, through December the 12th. Uh, they were aiming for a return to practice on December the 5th, which would be a week from this upcoming Saturday. Uh, but they said they're going to move it to December 12th. Game against Cincinnati in TBA, according to the release. Uh, it says basically Barnes, and this will this will make you feel better. Maybe uh, Barnes is feeling well, uh, generally feeling okay, uh, mild symptoms. Uh, so that that's the uh, the version that seems to have take has been a a hold of our our head basketball coach. But uh, it, it's just it's it's unfortunate. According to John Rothstein, uh, over thirty five different programs across the country have suspended activity. Uh, you know, and I don't want to make light of this. So, so anybody who's listening, watching, uh, what have you, I'm not trying to make light of COVID-19. I'm not trying to make light of the Tennessee basketball team having it, but is there, is there a silver lining that if we could kind of get, get it, get over it, get the antibodies that this sets us up better for, for spring? It could. I mean, is there? I mean, is that obviously, a thing? obviously, yeah. I mean, it's that's what the CDC says is there's a uh, like three month period where you have a less likely chance of getting it. I swear that's what Clemson did to start the season. I think they did because they've been well, Trevor, except for Trevor, he's he's been out um, the past two three weeks. But maybe he was just the odd one out of the out of the group. Didn't want to get it to start with. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we wanted to see, I mean, that was just news to me when I saw Gonzaga and I was really looking forward to that game. Cause I, I mean, that couldn't get any better than that. I mean, it's Jimmy V classic. I mean, that's a great opportunity to showcase some talent, great opportunity to get up in the ranks and yeah, it just goes like that. And honestly with this COVID stuff, I don't even know how basketball is going to even be able to be played if it's going to be canceling games i mean those games are too important for tennessee well and and that's the thing like of course up through the first of the year there's a little bit of uh i don't want to say grace but obviously we've seen in football that they can play with uh with a conference only type slate so through a basically late december uh you can kind of push that but uh you know 
I'm just I'm just wondering, you, you know, how much is too much? When when is 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 the situation so volatile that you just hit pause on the whole thing and just see where we're at? I yeah, I, I don't know that we're at at the worst of this. I think we're uh, we're getting back into a rough time with it. Uh, I, I just think it's going to be a week to week thing, especially with basketball. And yeah, well, I'm I'm I looking I'm looking ahead and looking at SEC tournaments and March Madness. How I don't understand how that's going to work out because you look at that and if a team gets corona, they're going to have to cancel and they can't even compete for a championship because they can't wait two weeks and stop a bracket. So it's just is a it's a bad especially for basketball now football. I mean, football is a less likely chance with the playoff bracket only being four, but with the March Madness being a lot of teams, it's just yeah. kind of. And, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I don't know that college athletics uh, can stand two straight years of no March Madness. No, there's no way we can. So they're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> it's probably going to be a random team win this year. Yeah, Carson. That's... Get imagine, imagine this happens: sixteen seed. Supposed to play. I was about to start singing, but I, you wouldn't know the song, so. Well, maybe that was good. I interrupted because maybe it's maybe. probably best for everybody. Yeah, the visual yeah. on Facebook and everything. What if a 16 seat comes out supposed to play Gonzaga? Gonzaga gets Corona. They're out two weeks. They upset next round. Another team goes out two weeks. They could win the championship. For all I know, it could happen. So if you're Tennessee, sm- could win it all. They could. Maybe they can be because remember See, because the, we're gonna have it over with. We're we gonna are. be a, we're gonna be uh I don't wanna say immune, but we're gonna be uh is there is there such thing as COVID tough? Yeah. Do you know what Rick Barnes did this? Now. Rick Barnes wanted to do this because not only would he rather <laughs> this is miss complete this, dramatization, by the way. Complete dramatization. Yes, but not only would would uh, he would rather miss the early season, one we're playing Gonzaga, we could lose that game. He doesn't want to lose. And he doesn't want to miss SEC games for conference for conference reasons. I don't. I don't know who's more excited about this. Uh, the fact that and nobody's excited. Let's just preface that nobody's excited about the delay. But you know, I think Vescovi, like secretly in himself, is going. You know, that probably saved me a couple butt chewings right there. Like, because Barnes was going to be all up in my grill. Yeah. You know, especially if he's a starting point guard, because it doesn't matter. Like this side of name the best point guard in the NBA. Best point guard in the NBA mm, this, right now. This is going to be a biased statement. Right now. Go ahead. Right now, i got to go Damian Lillard. Two. Right okay. now, Damian Lillard. Dame. Game time. Game Didn't time, Didn't see Steph Dame play time. last year. Didn't see Steph play last year. So we're going to say Damian Lillard. I'm pretty sure Rick Barnes would chew him up and spit him out too. Like it, there is no. I don't think there's a right way to play Rick Barnes' basketball. Yeah. Like he's just. He, you look at Damien. He's pulling up from half court. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to set too well with Rick Barnes. No, but, but hey, he makes about eighty percent, ninety percent of his shots. Well, you know, you you get what you get, right? An athlete. As my as my five year old say, you get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit. Good, and I'm like, have you ever sign. heard yourself say that? Like you need to do that. Like I flipped the script on him. Yeah. Bit. He he! If he was here right now, he would definitely have an opinion about this. But here's the thing: I hate it for Tennessee basketball. But again, I think I think, like I said, it, it's it's maybe best now because what happens? And, and again, it's not that this eliminates this opportunity. But what if Tennessee's like, oh man, we're so clean. We're gonna play all these non-conference games. We're gonna play Gonzaga. We're gonna do all this. Oh man, Kentucky weekend. Oh, Fulkerson can't play. He's got mm-hmm. the Rona. 
That is true. Florida weekend, you can't play. Vescovi, all these freshmen got the Rona. Mm-hmm. Now football, it doesn't look that because Trevor was out. And they, but still, you got to look at all these sports, like you said earlier, like college sports in general. If a player goes out, it could be your best player. You, you well, got to deal bas- with it. In basketball, you got like what? Wait, what, right. what you got like fourteen kids on scholarship, something like that. I yeah, mean, it's like play, a dumb number. You play like oh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna well. Rick well, Barnes usually like goes about eight, eight deep. Yeah. yeah, Barnes will probably go this year. He'll go about eight deep because Olivier will come off the bench. I think honestly. Uh, I think you'll see, uh, you know, double or trip Jays. I think you'll see uh, Josiah Jordan James come off the bench a little bit. He'll probably start early. I think early. he plays best with six man, anyways. Yeah, and and, and so I think we're going to go about seven or eight deep. But I mean, percentage wise, you lose two or three people. I mean, the whole ball game's changed. Yeah, the Jay- whole dynamics changed. But you know, I just wish the best for for all all parties included. And uh, you know, ultimately, uh, want to uh, you, you know. I hope they get this thing behind them, and we can play some meaningful basketball. Because again, this is not a uh, this is not a hope to beat Kentucky, hope to split with the the Gators, hope to to do something in uh, in Nashville or wherever the SEC championship was to be played. This is win it all. This is uh, yeah. This is the goal is final four. I think we we got one of the best teams in in the or I think we have. I would say right now, I think I'd the say most th- potential. Most potential in the SEC, yeah. I think I think right now, I mean, just I think we can beat Kentucky this year too. North Carolina, you know, they're only ranked like nineteenth, eighteenth. Yeah, it's, it's weird because a yeah. lot of people are like, "Oh, North." You hear North Carolina, you think top three basketball team. It, it's year to year now. Royal have them playing right. I mean, it, I mean obviously, here, yeah. by the, by February, I mean it's going to be North Carolina basketball. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time I went to Duke basketball? You went to a game? I went to – Who was playing? It was Duke in Boston College, mm-hmm. and Duke smoked Boston College. I was what on the year front was that? Row. It was this past December. Oh, It was, it was. literally Zion? like – Zion? No, no, no. No, he was gone the year before. It was this past December. Oh, oh, gotcha. See, now. 20 has like – 2020 has just like locked us in because – Yeah, every, I was thinking there wasn't any fans. Because I've I have literally – every time I've ever told him – I'll tell you that story at the break. But but uh, great experience. Duke basketball is a thing. Carolina, Tobacco Road, that's a thing. Uh, I just – I want basketball to get underway. I've never – I'm a football guy, and I've never been more ready for college basketball. Uh-huh. I have and to, I, and I don't know who to blame that on. Honestly, well, I do, but I feel like the soapbox is creeping back out. Let's not do that. But, uh, but, but Carson again. Tennessee basketball delayed the the start of their season to the December the twelfth. Again, that cancels their Indianapolis trip where they were going to play Notre Dame. They were going to play Gonzaga, and and those games were unofficially scheduled for December the fourth. But they are now. Uh, now I've moved on and will not Upsetting. happen. So, uh, again, Tennessee's schedule will, I guess, open up against Cincinnati at this point in Thompson Bowling Arena. But you know what? Let's take another break. All right. Let's get good. another break in. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to continue to grind out about hot topics of the day. And ultimately, it's not going to be Jeremy Pruitt talk. I don't know if that hurts anybody's feelings. It's not going to be Tennessee basketball. It may be, it may be a touch of the NFL. Yeah, maybe a touch of the King Henry discussion, hey, and, and maybe NBA free agency stuff going on. Sure, we can talk the Gasol brothers. Mm-hmm. That's a good little get. We'll talk it all on the flip. We got about twenty minutes when we come back. 
and it'll be 20 good minutes. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lee Choir with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot, and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lee Choir, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lee Choir appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lee Choir with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we have uh, we have thoroughly ground on uh, Tennessee athletics, whether it be the uh, the uh, the enigma that is uh, Tennessee football, whether it is COVID related issues with Tennessee basketball, and uh, ultimately uh, we're going to try to maybe stay away from that for these last 15 minutes. Sounds good. But, but uh, Carson, uh, you noticed on the Facebook Live there, uh, there's a, a listener uh, that uh, you know very well. Uh, yeah. Give a little shout out. Uh, shout out to two listeners on there. Two. Um, Ruth, my great grandmother, sweetest woman I've ever met. She's been trying to listen to us. And uh, Facebook is a great, great option now because now a lot of people are able to listen. And then shout out to my nana. Uh, she's been w- listening to our show every day. Really? Um, since since the start. So, Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been fun. So shout out to those two great people. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we appreciate you guys listening, especially all the ones that I don't know. Absolutely. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thanks so much for the listenership. And, and again, check us out on Facebook Live. 
Uh, you can drop a question there. We'll, we'll grind on that for a few minutes. Or you can give us a call live in studio, 865-983-4310. So a couple little things we're going to cut on is, is one, and this one I totally didn't give Carson any any backstory on. Yeah. Have you seen the Dabo Swinney and the Mike Norvell little Florida State Clemson back and forth no, the last I couple of days? I haven't. I haven't heard about that. So I don't know what's went Rona and twenty twenty has changed everybody. Right. Is that not I mean, is that a pretty fair statement? I did I think it is. I mean it's definitely so, changing things. So pre twenty twenty, what would what would be your you know, if you said give me like three traits about Dabo Swinney, what would you say? I would say outgoing for sure, um, a player's coach, and, I mean, just straight up smart. I mean, I think he's a, a great football coach, knows what he's doing. He Players relate to him a lot more. He's a great recruiter, and he's got a great personality. He's, you know, not the guy – he's not – I'm not saying Nick Saban don't have a <laughs> – I don't know him like that, but, you know, he's, yeah, I don't out, think, he's, he's the energetic type I just of guy. don't think Nick Saban has time for a personality, honestly. I don't think so. I but, mean, uh, but, but words you wouldn't describe Dabo is, is arrogant. Right. Uh, you probably wouldn't say that he's a uh, instigator of sorts. Yeah. So, do, so prefs and all that. You you haven't heard his comments to toward Florida State. Yeah, that's before what I'm about to hear now. So this is what happened. Just a just a couple days yesterday, in fact, Dabo Swinney dropped a line that basically said Florida State hid behind COVID so they didn't have to play Clemson. He said that. And then, then there was a – he kind of doubled down on it. And he said, listen, I've been at Clemson 15 years, head coach 12. They've had three coaches in four years. You tell me. <laughs> and I'm like – He's just punching them in the face. Like, one, I'm like, is this like the second coming of Steve Spurrier? I mean, like everything in my loins said – that's Stevie Boy talking on the microphone, and it's Dabo Swinney. But then on the flip side of things, I'm like, why do you choose Florida State? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you roll on a team that legitimately is the doormat of the ACC? It is, and it used to not be that way. Florida State used to be a powerhouse, and now, you know, ever since the downfall, I know Clemson and when Florida State was a powerhouse uh, when around Jameis Winston's time. and Oh, Florida State, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, they would, you know, they would go them and Clemson were rivalry. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that that days are long gone. The whole Bobby Bowden, Jimbo time is is long gone. Jimbo They've, Fisher, yeah, yeah. sadly, to- you know, Tony Iruly was he coached on a team where Jimbo Fisher was the quarterback. Really, I believe it was at Sanford. We'll have to ask him about it the next time he's in here. But uh, uh, Mike Norvell had to respond today to those comments. Mike Norvell said, "Football coaches are not doctors. Some of us might think we are, but there's a reason why medical advisors make decisions based on information provided." He said, "It's unfortunate that opportunity had been delayed, but there's a reason people making those decisions have that responsibility." So I don't know if you would call that the high road. I just honestly think uh, uh, he doesn't know what Dabo's going to say next. Honestly, I don't know what Dabo's going to say next. I mean, next. who knows? Kind of shocked me a little he's bit. He's trying to be a bully, it sounds like. Dabo. I don't know if I like that. Wait, well, I don't know if I care, really. Well, honestly, I really don't care. But at the same time, I'm looking at, and he's, you know, he's talking about a Florida State team that, yeah, they've been struggling. I mean, they've went through these coaches and don't know what to do, but – 
Dabo, I mean, I whatever he wants to say, I guess people listened listen to him just with this track record. I remember when uh, when Dabo had Clemson, you know, when he was first getting them off the ground, and Jimbo had had uh, Florida State doing really well, and I can't remember it was somebody else, and I'm like, what is it with these guys and their names? Like it's Jimbo, Dabo, Bobo. Oh, it might have <laughs> been Mike Bobo or something. I'm like. I'm like, that's our problem. We got our coaches got too much normal names. Our coach is named Butch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was back when we had Derek Dooley. Oh gosh, now I don't think anybody was ever on his train. Were you? Were you a fan of him? So, I, I, full disclosure, like I said, I am a sheep sometimes, and and I I think it's kind of like uh, and and not to jump into politics, and and I probably shouldn't even say this, but it's kind of like the presidency. Yeah, whether I vote for them or not, they're my president. Yeah. You know, once once it's sworn in, once it's done, that's the guy, right? I I you know, it's kind of one of those maybe I didn't vote for him, maybe I don't like it, but the the Just office suck it up. the office is held by that yep. dude. Obviously, yep. the majority went this way. So, when Tennessee hires a coach, whether it be Donnie Tindall in basketball, whether it be Todd Raleigh in baseball, whether it be you, you know, Derek Dooley in football, I'm behind you. I want you to do well because here's the deal. Even though just because I didn't like you, I am not the foremost expert. Like this show is built around a fan's perspective, not an expert's perspective. Right. You know, so in that dynamic, yes. I, I and you want you want to know why I liked him? Why? Because I was so mad at Lane. I was I was like if I had an extra mattress, I would have burned mine too. But I was just like, you know what? When he had that opening press conference and his he had a southern accent, I went, Yeah. It's it's about to I mean, it's back to <laughs> football time. His daddy was good. We're gonna be good. And it didn't happen. No. Just no. just I mean, it kinda no, it didn't. It really didn't. No. Like I'm, not at all. I don't even I don't even know any I've never heard one good thing about him. He did he did get Cordero Patterson to come to Tennessee. Hey, hey, yeah. Blind squirrel find nut every now and again, won't they? Yeah, and he also well, he was wide he receivers got coach at Cowboys. Wow, what he a, got what Justin a, Hunter uh, to Tennessee too. He was committed to LSU. Yeah, you look at but hey, you look at Butch Jones. He got Alvin Kamara. Yeah, didn't know how to use him though. Oh, he didn't know how to he he wouldn't know how to play NCAA football. I st- like I think if Alvin Kamara and and he can't like if if somehow you regressed backwards like if you started in the pros and then went to college, I don't think Butch Jones would play Alvin now. And you look at it and you're like, hey, he liked Jalen Hurd. You know, he was a Jalen Hurd fan. Yeah, he was a Jalen Hurd Hurd fan. We all wanted Alvin Kamara. Jeremy Pruitt's a JG fan. We all wanted Harrison Bailey. Oh no, he has just solved the riddle, people. They and, just and need to listen to who us, ended right? up, Who ended up being the rookie of the year last year? Right. But I will say uh, there's a lot more to that story because uh, well, uh, J- Jalen Hurd ended up getting drafted as a wide receiver. He did. <laughs> and also when he was brought in, he was, I mean, he was highly, you know, highly recruited. and You know what high school huge. he went to? He went, didn't he go to somewhere in. Let's see. Let's see. Let's check you. He, did he go to Tennessee? He went to a high school in Tennessee in the mid-state. Um. Okay. No. He did. He go to Brentwood. Mm. It did start with a B, though. One more chance. It was in the. It was in Middle Tennessee. Um, ish. Ish. Three. Two. It starts with a B. Give one. me one. I can't. Nothing. No. It's not Brentwood. So I mean, you. Uh, Beach. Beach High School. Beach High School. B double E C H. 
Probably couldn't have guessed that on my best. So I, I, the only reason I know, and the only reason that I really, yeah, if you would have gotten that, like you already have a grind T-shirt and all the swag, but you would have had more just to make it happen, right? Yeah. But the only reason I remember that is because he and Josh Malone, you remember Josh Malone? He was an played for the Bingo Bengals. Outstanding athlete. So you know what high school he went to? Not important. Station camp. They played in an ESPN Classic game, game number one of both of their senior seasons. Played <laughs> against each other. Wow. Okay, Jalen Hurd ended up beach win, won the game. Jalen Hurd's like one of the big deals. At the end of the game, they find out he basically broke his shoulder during the game, played through it, and then shut it down after that game to, to get ready for Tennessee and basically started recruiting for the Vols from that point on. Wow. Him, Todd Kelly Jr., and, and kind of Josh Malone was like the nucleus that I thought was going to be Butch Jones's insurgent crew that changed the game for Tennessee. I mean, they could have, but he just didn't know how to coach them. Just did not. We just were up on not. Oklahoma and Florida. We just didn't know how to finish ball games. He did run into a pretty rough situation, though. He did run into Baker Mayfield before everybody knew who Baker Mayfield was. He did, but we, we were up by 24. And to to – let a team like that, you know, come second half. It's kind of sad. Well, it's because we had the ball five times and we decided to run it on first, second, and third down because he thought the clock would run out. That's, um, you know, that's that's the game you play. It just is. I, I, don't, I can't explain it, buddy. I, I don't know what's going on. But you know what Who I knows? can say is he is now a, a highly paid, uh, very well-represented coffee carrier for Nick Saban in Alabama. He is. He's good at uh, filling up the water water bottles. That's all I got. I really... I mean, he's got the same haircut. I can make fun of that. Maybe some Sergeant Carter. Do you know who that is? No. You should watch. It's a, it's a Gomer Pyle reference. No, nothing? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to your stuff. Let's go to your stuff. You, okay. you, you wanted to talk a little NBA. Yeah. A lot of money getting slung around. The only one that I'm really up on is A... Lakers need to re-sign Anthony Davis. Two, uh-huh. uh, Mark Gasol signed with the Lakers, becoming, I believe, I believe the uh, the the Gasol brothers may be yep. one of the first to to sign with the same same franchise. Not only that, but um, you know how I'm an NBA guy, so I'm gonna be Adrian Wojnarowski for today. Does that sound good? Sure, spell it. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Lakers pick up the two. They pick up the sixth man of the year and the second place sixth man of the year, Dennis Scrodinger. And say that one more time. Dennis, <laughs> S- uh, he's he's Europe, European. He's Europe. Like he's, he's a European. big deal, right? <laughs> he is. And uh, Matres Harrell, um, both. Really good athletes, and uh, I mean, I think it's a great pickup because you add if Anthony Davis resigns, you add have Anthony, LeBron, Dennis, Montrez. I mean, Javel ended up leaving sadly, but I hate that too because I really liked him. Yeah, I mean, he he's actually, I mean, he's a little bit older now. I think he's thirty four, thirty five, but I mean, he's still he's still gonna be that guy that still gonna grab boards, still gonna get you know, get on the team and just, I mean, he's just a veteran type of guy and you want that, especially want after winning the championship, you Absolutely. want as much guys coming back as you can get. Um, I would say the Lakers have won in that so far, but DeMarcus Cousins signs with the Rockets yesterday on a one-year deal. Big baby, man. A four, uh, all-star, 
but he's had some issues here in the past trying to find a place like home. And I would I, say that he's yeah. like I would say he's like a, a has been, but you got to be before you can be a has been. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I think James a, Harden wants to go to the Nets, and then uh, Russell will probably be traded to the Wizards. So is that is that the next super team to the Nets with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden? I don't think you can beat them. Really? There's there's some uh, purple and gold that'd like to prove you a little different. Uh, Here's the deal: I'm, they, I'm they not ain't messed with a team like that. I, I'm gonna say this, arguably. And and again, because there's there's always those guys that that want to talk about the Heat or whatever. Arguably, LeBron James will have the deepest, most most talented team around him this upcoming season than he's ever had in his career. Especially if AD has to come back, but you've got AD, you've got Mark Gasol now, and to me, and 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 I'll love to Javale McGee. But if you're saying you take out JaVel McGee and put in a Mark Gasol, yeah. to me, you you uh, you put rims on the Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was already nice. It already had all the bells and whistles. But you just put some big rims on it because it's something that can, can be flashy now. Yeah. Um, probably the the most sad thing of the whole entire trade thing is not even have to do a trade, but Clay Thompson out for the season again. And, and, and you know what? He wasted, and I don't want to say he wasted because he was committed. Let's just back up. He was committed to what they were doing at Golden State, but I think he wasted some opportunities to really go and be the guy at a lot of places when he was with with Steph and doing their thing. Uh, and now his body's kind of given up on him. I mean, it's very uh, it's very Yao Ming esh. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you could say, I mean, uh, with, uh, I mean, a buttload of rings would probably be worth it. That's a lot. But that's a lot. <laughs> But, I mean, like you said, I mean, he probably – I could see him, obviously. I mean, you put him on a Rockets team, you put him on a Utah Jazz team with Donovan, put him on a Trailblazers team with Damian Lillard, that team's different with him on the team. Being probably, in my opinion, you the second-best three-point shooter. Could you put him on the Lakers? I mean, you I know still they think could the Nets him. would beat him. Because, really? Here's what I'm saying. He was wrong during the finals. LeBron so had it's trouble. Okay. LeBron had trouble beating KD, but he had Kyrie. Well, Kyrie's with KD now. Then you add James Harden to the mix. History's history's gonna come back to haunt you, buddy. Hey, uh, here's the thing. He's he's Toby Keith at its best. He may not be as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. And Anthony Davis can't be stopped. Like, here's the deal. I think I think uh, I think uh, here's Jared the deal. Allen will be able to handle him. Really. I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm I like, like to give, I like to give you a hard time, but like honestly, I'll come in with a, uh, I'll come in with a Nets, my Nets shirt that I have. You remember I have a Nets shirt? I'll come in with that next time. Yeah, know. here's the deal. If if KD starts like defending AD, we'll just kick him in the leg. It's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's too too soon. Too soon. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what Anthony Davis could do. He'll probably just get pickpocketed. We're trying to dribble up the court like a point guard. Hey, hey, hater over here. He's just mad because Chris Paul. Where'd he get? Where'd he get traded to? He got put. He got to the Suns. That's a with Devin Booker and him. That's scary. Maybe he could wear that mask like Shaq did back in the day, and he could kind of have his own like music video. You don't even remember that, do you? <laughs> no, you it's, always mention stuff that I have no idea about. See, I'm of that age. I'm of that age. See, we're we are we are well rounded here on the grind. I know all the old stuff, 
And uh, Carson knows all the stuff that it's a matters. Good mix. Good mix. Knows all the stuff that matters. But you know what does matter is we about hit the top of the hour. We're going to have to get out of here. But if you're on Facebook, thanks for watching. If you're on the airwaves, the FM dial, thanks for listening. And again, we'll do it again tomorrow. The, the Wednesday grind is going to turn pick day. As Turkey Day, we will not have a show. And of course, Friday, the crew will be on their way to Oakland to see the Red Rebels versus the Oakland Patriots. So, again, going to head on out today, but don't miss tomorrow's grind, 5 to 6 p.m. right here on WKVL. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.